0: Welcome to Espat Views on ADR Ever, a podcast about simplifying the traditional African method of settling disputes or the appropriate dispute resolution ADR in a bid to attract more users to settle their disputes or conflicts with mediation, arbitration, collaborative law, restorative justice, negotiation, conciliation, and early neutral evaluation. My name is Chima Ebunike, postdoctoral fellow at the University of Brighton, United Kingdom and the fellow of the American Bar Association Section of this pro Resolution. I'm delighted to welcome Professor Uf Asna Singh Shantibadi to the ever Show. She is a conflict resolution professional, imi sanctified mediator from the London School of Mediation UK and the High Court of Delhi. She is also the founder and CEO of Accords International, which is a world's premier organization working in conflict Resolution. I'm um, seeing is a visiting professor at the School of Law, Bennett University, and a fellow with Policy Insights, a centralized policy institute based in India, the USA, and the UK. She is a member of Insights Collaboration International Canada. Prof many hats, so I've left the links to her profile below. Welcome to the show, Prof. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Shinve. Thank you for that lovely introduction and inviting ah. me to your podcast. My pleasure oh, to be
0: here. Same here. Same. Thank you so very much for honoring the invitation. So without further ado, yeah. um, first question is, um, how far has ADR um enhanced um, access to justice in India?
1: Yeah. All right. Thank you for that question, Shinve. And if you're not able to hear me during the course of this uh, discussion, then please let me know. Right Adisha, we'll yeah. So as your question goes, uh, how far has ADR enhanced access to justice in India? So here I would take ADR as mediation because ADR has a lot of components in India. We also have Loka Dalat, that is the public court arbitration, negotiation, conciliation, but mediation is something that we can take ahead. And uh, access to justice, I would look at it in a two-pronged approach where accessibility, that is the system must be equally accessible to all and also the result, that it must lead to results which are socially and individually just. So the question is, is ADR enhancing that access to justice for people? So uh, in India, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of data to support any any such claim. We do not have empirical studies, we do not have statistical reports released by central organizations. But yes, there are few in uh, mediation centers run by the government throughout different states which have released, recently released the numbers, for example, Delhi, New Delhi Mediation Center, uh, as of July 2022, they claim to have a success rate of 98.2%.
0: The
1: the Bangalore Mediation Center, it it has a success rate of around 65% of cases, resolving cases, around 65%. So one can say that, uh, although we do not have a centralized mechanism informing us about the success rate of mediation centers in India, but definitely we are going in the positive direction, in the right direction. And as a person who is living in India and kind of gauge it with the environment and the society I'm living in, that the general uh, attitude of people towards mediation is positive. People are getting, the advocates are getting diverted to mediation. The judges are referring the matters to mediation. So, yes, it is giving positive results. It is enhancing access to justice. That's why EDR is becoming popular in India.
0: Oh, all right. Great insights on that. Thank you so very much. So uh, when it comes to cost and time frame, um, is there any measurable difference or impact on the time and, and cost for... Um, Certainly disputes on the ADR compared to litigation.
1: Oh, yeah. So when when we talk about India, again, there might be a lack of data, but globally, there are a lot of studies which have uh, given us a picture where ADR is more cost-effective and more time-effective. Coming to Indian landscape, if I talk about how to measure the cost-effectiveness and uh, the fast-track nature of mediation. So let me just take a step back and tell you that in India, we have both private and court-annexed mediations. Huh? Court-annexed mediations are run by the uh, Supreme Court and the government machinery in different high courts in India. And private mediations, for example, I'm a private mediator. If, if a client comes to me, I take a venue and then we pre-decided in an agreement. And we go with the mediation proceeding. So, but in a court annexed mediation proceeding, there is a cap of 90 days. So if a mediation is not settled in 90 days, either you have to apply for an extension from the referral judge or the matter will go back to court, which generally does not happen. And in 90 days, the matter gets settled. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Mm -hmm. interestingly, we do not have any cap in the regular adjudication, regular court system. So it is definitely fast track. Uh, Let me tell you an interesting fact. Um, uh, There's this Bangalore based uh, research center, which came up with a study last year that at an average, uh, a district court in India or a high court, let me tell you about high court in India, it takes around 1100 days to solve a case. So, and that results, uh, for example, uh, till last year, according to a research study, we had around 4.2 crore, that is around 45 million pending cases in India. So now, now, when we look at that kind of pendency and the uh, kind of time taken by courts to solve a case, ADR is definitely time effective. It is definitely fast-tracked. And in terms of cost, Shinwe, let me tell you that um, again, the government has taken a brilliant initiative. Uh, Any court annexed mediation, if it gets settled, the litigants will get their court fee back.
0: Oh. And it is free of cost. Yeah.
1: So this is a kind of a nudge. Yeah. Uh, uh, So I, I hope you appreciate the 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 entire motivation of the even the government from where it is coming. It, it it is being pushed quite forcefully. And it's it's a positive landscape that we have around litigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you so very much. So that means that it's of course um the advantages associated with using ADR far um outweighs um the advantages of using litigation when it comes to cost and timeframe. Yeah. In Definitely,
1: India. I I totally say yes to it to yeah. to the to the matters where we can apply mediation. For example, in India, in criminal yeah. matters, we don't apply mediation.
0: Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so even when the court understands the ADR, no, they <laughs> a no, but uh, petty offenses,
1: maybe pickpocket, uh, mm. check if your check is getting bounced you have mm. insufficient funds in your bank account and you write a check and it ends up getting bounced, mm. then it can go go to the mediation. mediation. But any offense which is non-compoundable
0: okay. cannot go, go to mediation. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah. Thank you so very much for that. So um, the next question is, you know, we have the ACAS in, in the UK, the advisory and conciliation and arbitration services and they provide... Um, free and um, impartial advice for employers, employees and their representatives, employment, um, rights and um, best policies and practices. Do you have something similar um, in India? Oh, for no. <laughs> so when it so, comes to workplace conflict, how do you um, handle that in India?
1: Yeah, so it's very um very complicated hmm. yet interesting, way because we don't have a workplace mediation concept in India. Hmm. We don't have uh, we don't have a mediation statute in India. There hmm. are mediation provisions, uh, sort of sprinkled in different statutes in India, okay. but we do not have one statute which deals with it all. However, it is pending with the standing committee in in the parliament, but we do not have it yet. So now when you say, uh, let me take a step back and talk about the centralized pan-India organization that you were talking about, something like um, ECAS, the Advisory Council of Arbitration Service in UK. So we do not have something exactly like it, which deals with employer-employee industrial relations across industries and professions
0: yeah.
1: but to a limited uh, scope of labor disputes hmm. we have one organization called the central uh let me just central industrial relations machinery
0: okay
1: and also it, it is uh, there is another name for it the central labor officer
0: mm-hmm. labor
1: yeah. commissioner okay. so it he or she deals with only the industrial disputes but when it comes to general employer employee disputes where the employee is a lawyer or uh, maybe a teacher or maybe an advocate uh, maybe an accountant yeah. then this this uh, organization does not help there uh, obviously you can you can approach the code for a breach of contract your service contract okay. you can approach a grievance redressal committee in yeah. the organization itself but there is no standard. There is no standard authority which you can approach in Thank that you. case.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you so very much. So, um, are employees aware of ADR options in the workplace?
1: Now they are getting aware of it. For example, um, uh, we at Accords International we have a few private clients who um, sort of hire her. Hire us to train their employees in, train their staff in mediation. So, which is a good track that private sector companies are uh, adopting in India. But in terms of uh, awareness, I can say that generally, because uh, the mediation bill is pending in the parliament, Okay. people have started talking about it more the judges are talking about mediation the lawyers are talking about mediation okay. the politicians media is talking about mediation so yes people are getting aware about mediation okay. but uh, interesting fact 10, around five seven years back people were confused in mediation with meditation okay so <laughs> i received i received one registration for my training wherein yeah. the participant was looking for a meditation training a meditation oh my. retreat oh my <laughs> So I had to refund and I had to console that person because he got mixed up. But uh, that is the kind of confusion that it happens. So, but uh, interestingly, people are coming to know about it. People are understanding what is the alternative part in this. And yes, out-of-court settlements are possible. Hmm. Uh, Interestingly, the employers are realizing the return on investment they're realizing that it is cost effective
0: effective okay thank you so very much um so um would i say that employees oh okay let me frame it this way to what extent are employees um aware that they can settle discrimination um bullying and harassment in the workplace Hmm.
1: so Again, uh, now we do not have a general statute dealing with workplace harassment, bully, or any other kind of discrimination. But for example, if it is a matter of sexual harassment and the victim is a female, so a sexual harassment done against a female employee, then we have one particular statute uh, under which Help can be sorted. It is the prevention. Uh, let me just tell you the exact name of the statute.
0: Okay. So the
1: okay. sexual harassment at workplace prevention and redressal act.
0: Okay. Uh
1: so I I I'll I'll send it in the email if you want
0: okay. the name. Yeah, thank you. So
1: yeah, it was it was uh enacted in 2013, and okay. uh if both the people involved in that sexual misbehavior they want to go for a conciliation proceeding Mm -hmm. then the statute talks about conciliation not mediation mediation. but but if you look at the procedure it is exactly like a mediation Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but uh, the victim cannot demand any monetary settlement it has to be either public service or a written public apology or any kind of community hour, but not a monetary settlement. Wow. So you can say that it is overlapping between sex, uh, restorative justice and mediation.
0: Mediation, yeah, yeah. Thank you so very much. And some scholars have said on this show that conciliation and mediation can be used in And so some of them, they said, well, um, there's no difference between the two what what do you, what do you think are they the same or in india uh yeah. we look at
1: conciliation sometimes in, in a double manner for example uh there is an arbitration act arbitration and conciliation act of 1996 okay. that we have in india so there what it it says that if the arbitrator feels that midway uh, the matter can matter can get settled the arbitrator wears the hat of the conciliator and then get the matter settled and sign it as a conciliator
0: oh so there
1: there the conciliator is in a power of uh, is in position of power to make that award but uh in other conciliation proceedings the conciliator does not have any power like a mediator okay yeah okay. so when others say that it can be used interchangeably then we have okay. to see whether the conciliator has any power or not
0: okay thank if
1: you. she does then it cannot be mediation
0: oh wow great insights thank you so very much for sharing that on the show i also want to um um ask about arbitration um because you y- you know we've You've um. I'm trying to get an overview on what ADR is and um, what it's like in, in India. And um, how about arbitration? Is it developed or, you know?
1: Yes, yeah. arbitration is quite developed. We oh, okay. have a central statute, uh, the, the the one that I just mentioned, okay. the Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996. Uh, There are a lot of commercial arbitrations taking place. It it has become a source of income for many retired judges in India. (laughs)
0: Lawyers. that's
1: good. I think think that that is why men dominate arbitration in India and female dominate mediation in India.
0: (laughs) 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 That's...
1: Again, it cannot... I cannot prove it with data, but that is somehow my hunch. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Thank you so very much. So, um, what is the way forward um for mass advocacy on the or awareness on the benefits of um utilizing ADR in settling these foods? Yeah, so
1: uh when you say way forward, do you mean how can we increase the knowledge about uh oh, yes. the mass
0: advocacy right okay. like, uh, How do we um disseminate? Um, the uses the benefits of ADR. oh yeah so uh, one of the great
1: ways this what you are doing right now I think this is (laughs) I really like it thank you so (laughs) much you talk about it yeah Yeah. you talk about it with different experts from all around the world in fact if you look at our website we also have a similar it's not a podcast it's it's a fireside chat Oh. That I do with uh, different experts all around yeah. the world. Maybe I'll call you there as oh. my guest. Oh, thank you. <laughs> too. Uh, to I, to really to, yeah. I really want to. I really yeah. want to listen more about your postdoc because it's awesome. like it's it's such an interesting thing that you're doing a postdoc, Shyam. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. <laughs> Coming back to your question, how can yeah. we increase the awareness and uh, public? Um, understanding of ADR so it is definitely through uh, launching more trainings launching more workshops creating collaborative uh, programs with different stakeholders in the industry it's not it's not that only the judges lawyers and the law students should come together and do a program it will help no one you have to include stakeholders from different fields. You have to invite companies. You have to invite ADR firms. You have to invite other professionals. So again, diversify. And yes, um, I think more professionals like us should come out and open and talk about it. Yeah. But yes, ADR is an option.
0: Okay. I think Thank that's, you so yeah. very much. Um, on that, um, so can you? I have um I had this um, question um and one of my um re- uh, as one of my research questions during my phd about um if um, adr is um, more um, popular or prevalent in the developed um, countries than it is in the developing countries you know so um, yeah. w- w- i want to find out what's, what do you think about that i think shinwe uh, this is a lovely
1: question Thank great you. question and thank you for asking that because it it sort of uh, borders around my research work also i am currently okay. writing a paper
0: yeah.
1: i am currently writing a paper where i am investigating the challenges of implementing restorative justice
0: okay. in matters
1: of sexual harassment in
0: india okay Um, uh,
1: wow why yeah uh, uh, i'll share it once i'm done with you because i think uh, that that will relate with your research work also so there uh, i am investigating what are the perspectives of different stakeholders Mm -hmm. be it judges be it lawyers be it uh, parties family members community members and the police officers so coming back to your question i can I can say, yes, in developing countries, there is a problem there, The the process of implementing ADR is a little less flexible in developing countries in comparison with developed. Yeah. And the reasons are many. I would highlight I would like to highlight three reasons there. Mm-hmm. So, number one, uh, we can say that the legal system is not developed in uh, developing countries. When I say legal system, legal mm-hmm. landscape, I talk about the law. I talk about the institutions and also enforcement. Okay. So, for example, in developing countries like in India, enforcement is a big issue. Yeah. Now, code decrees are being enforced, but people are quite worried about getting a settlement uh, enforced in mediation. Oh, thank you. Will it be enforceable? So oh. when you do not have that structure where you can assure people that, yes, if you get a settlement out of mediation, it will be enforceable people find it difficult to opt for mediation or any other ADR mechanism. Mm -hmm. Then uh, another thing can be the cultural difference, the cultural setup. Because, uh, you know, developing countries by their nature, they are uh, more collectivist and more hierarchical in nature. So Mm -hmm. for any conflict resolution, they would want to go for the traditional... uh, Traditional uh, setups that they have, maybe yeah. the court system, maybe the family elder, yeah. maybe even the religious leaders. Leaders as well. But so there is a lot less trust in the individual that the individual can sit in a mediation or an arbitration and take decision for her own benefit.
0: Oh.
1: But in yeah, but just see in in India, for example, there is a lot of interdependence. Uh, the elders are dependent on the uh, children. The children are dependent on the parents till a certain age. Yeah. So that's why it is, uh, in fact, there is a brilliant paper written by a professor from Tel Aviv University on mm-hmm. uh, introducing restorative justice um, amongst elderlies in Israel. Oh. So I'm going to share that. I'm oh, going to share cool. that. Yeah, that
0: would be great. So,
1: it's a developed country yet a more uh, community oriented country that's why it is difficult there so coming back to my um, second point uh, culture in developed countries on the other hand yeah. the uh, the f- uh, formula for resolving a conflict is more communication oriented
0: hmm.
1: you talk it out yes for, ex- <laughs> for example for example in
0: Nigeria in Nigeria as well <laughs> yeah you are right yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> right so uh oh know, sorry development... that's not the same thing in nigeria that's the same thing with in the uk as well you know in the uk yeah, yeah but in nigeria it's the it, it, it's it's the it's the opposite oh, it's just it's like, the like in india with the with the yeah. kids and all that yeah
1: so you're not allowed to speak in front of your elders you're no, not no uh, not at all yeah. <laughs> 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 just like India it's just like it's yeah. quite similar uh, yeah. our setups yeah. so uh, for example I I remember a case that happened with me I was visiting London and I saw two cars bumped into each other yeah. and it was like a slight touch and now coming from Delhi, I would I was waiting for both of them to get out hit each other or maybe just start calling their forefathers and reminding each other you did not know whose oh son I am I was yeah. waiting for this kind of a fight. Two gentlemen, they came out that they saw the dent in the car and they exchanged their numbers and they said that, all right, our insurance will take care of it. Please email me if there is any problem. And I was, I was dead shocked because being from Delhi, India, I was expecting an interesting fight. At least 15 minutes of entertainment.
0: (laughs) Both (laughs) of them screaming at each other.
1: So, but then that, that led me to this inquiry that, yes, cultures create a lot of difference in, in deciding the way we deal with conflict. Mm-hmm. In India, we would have definitely gone for a litigious process. So, uh, And the third thing is legal awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, in India, uh, the access to education and information with regards to what are your options uh, for conflict resolution is very limited. And so, so is the case with other developing countries. Yeah. But in developed countries, the the conversation is quite uh, matured. People know about their rights from quite a young age.
0: Oh, thank you so very much. Yeah. This is educative. Like, oh my goodness, I yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's sort of um, what you just described is, is sort of the things that you could um, find in, in developing and um, country like Nigeria uh, as well. So yeah, thank you I so really it, much. I agree with you, yeah. yeah, so, um, in um, fact,
1: yeah please yeah, carry on, carry on. Yeah, I, I, we are recently partnering with a Nigeria-based ADR organization. Oh. Oh. It's called Settlement House. And they're doing some brilliant work. uh, in in uh, they're training their lawyers free of charge. Oh wow, that's uh, awesome.
0: That's good. Thank you so very much for sharing um on here. So final, okay, now before I go to the final question, I think in a nutshell, can you um um give um us um the benefits and um, disadvantages of utilizing ADR um mediation, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Shinve, I would
1: since we uh, we do not have the advantage of time with us, I would not repeat. I would not repeat the uh, general advantages that we have for mediation, and everybody agrees with that. Yeah. Cost effective, time effective, yes. self-determination. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to talk with regards to workplace mediation. Two okay. benefits and two negatives. Oh, so okay. the benefit, <laughs> the benefit with regards to workplace mediation that I find is that confidentiality is very important. Mm-hmm. For any any employer, if the matter is getting settled without making a public cue and cry about it, yeah. then it is definitely a good thing yeah then another thing which i would want to highlight here is that since mediation is forward looking and not past looking it's not fo- does not focus on past uh, the relationships get healed they get healed in the process yeah. Yeah. and the general negativity acrim- acrimonious environment in the organization yeah. the productivity of the organization does not get hampered hmm so that is the second positive that i think with regards to workplace mediation coming to the negatives yeah. uh, two negatives which i find very problematic in workplace mediations particularly in india where the mediators are not very trained is uh, power imbalance
0: hmm. yeah
1: since it is the employer and the employee the uh, there is a predecided hierarchical power imbalance between the yeah. two parties Mm -hmm. And now here the mediator has to be super uh, observant and cognizant about the fact that the employee does not get cornered or bullied into the settlement. So that is my one, uh, that is what I find that it is negative about workplace mediation. Another thing is that because it is a voluntary process, it will not start unless both the parties agree. So, even if the organizer, even if the employers have a mechanism there uh, uh, set up in in their system, unless there is a contractual obligation on the parties, Mm. on the employees and the employers to get into mediation. So, again, they have to take a step back and maybe put it in their contract that in the case of a dispute or conflict, we will go into mediation. So, that is the kind of negative that I find. In uh,
0: in thank you so very much. So, final question: Can you tell me more about Accords um, International?
1: Oh, so thank you for asking that, uh, Accords uh-huh. is, Um Accords International
0: is—I
1: cannot say uh, define it in better words, but it is my baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, good we start. <laughs>
1: so we i started it uh, along with a few neutral friends of mine from india and abroad in the year 2020 we started thinking about it in in the year 2020 we got registered in november uh, 21 and uh, the work we started working in the area of uh, conflict resolution and dispute resolution from 2020 itself We focus on mediation and restorative justice. So I take care of the mediation wing of uh, Accords International. My co-founder, Akansha Marwa, she takes care of the restorative justice wing of Accords International. We are trying to innovate and formulate uh, newer techniques and tools of conflict resolution in India, and also to take the message of mediation and restorative justice to students, academicians non-law background uh, professionals Mm. and also the government servants and everybody who is not legally allowed to get trained from a court annexed mediation training program because court annexed mediation training programs in india which are cheaper more economical they only train lawyers Mm. and other private organizations in india they are very expensive so we are trying to create a balance there where people uh, find it more accessible. And yes, also we have a few private clients where um, we have a few companies who are interested in workplace mediation, mm-hmm. who are interested in getting their employees trained. And yes, the clients, the community mediation is gearing up in India. Mm-hmm. So that's what Accord International do. We have our upcoming mediation coming training coming up in June. Okay. So it's a 60-hour training. We are okay. accredited. By ADR Register Amsterdam, so it's all listed on the website. Uh, the the entire days and schedules listed on the website, and um, thank you for asking this question, Chinti. Oh,
0: no, no, great <laughs> initiative you you know you 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 started um out the awesome, especially on the uh, mass advocacy in um, schools. You know, yeah, um, taking, taking ADR to the schools, which is one of uh, my research, you know, I'm undertaking at the moment. So, um, okay. yeah. awesome, thank you so very much for your um, insights and perspectives and uh, teaching learning. Um, you've um, um shared with us today. Um, you know, at least we now have an overview, comprehensive overview of um, ADR, particularly mediation in um, India. Um, yeah, so um, I'm so grateful for you coming on this show, telling us about um, the current state of um, ADR in India thank you pleasure is good.
1: all mine shit thank you for inviting me it was it was a lovely discussion that i had with you and i think oh. uh, we we should have more discussions like this oh no i no. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll invite if you, you. Have the
0: time that's okay <laughs> I'll, I'll, of course i am i i'll be eager to have um, some such discussions especially um researching on Uh, ADR in developing countries. So awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have lots to get that connect over with. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thank you, Shinve.
1: Bye bye. Cheers.